is KLBPLP Long Beach 99.1 FM, broadcasting from Shannon's on Pine and online at klbp.org. You are listening to the Indie Creators in the Joy Zone on KLBP, Long Beach Public Radio, on 99.1 FM and online at klbp.org. This is your hosts, Suzanne Toro and Thomas Artivani. Hey, hey, let's enter into the Joy Zone with these Indie Creators. Follow, follow the sun And which way the wind blows When this day is done Breathe, breathe in the air Set your intentions Dream with care Hey, hey, let's enter into the joy zone with these indie creators. A brand new moon, a brand new sun. Now we got, we got a very dynamic individual in the booth here in the studio. We have the very dynamic injured Sean Hill. And, and this, this man in, in general is really good about changing people's perspective. Find that mic. Let's see if it's working for you. Oh, oh yeah. Sit. No, no. Oh, that one. Yeah, so you'll have to sit oh, back a little oh, bit. Oh, I have to get comfy in here. I have to get cozy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. yeah. How about that? Okay. Yeah, yeah, you're good. Your sound is good. Much, much better than it was the last time we were in here. We're going to hear you loud and Gosh, clear I now. That. Yeah, that was oh, back God. in 1930. <laughs> <laughs> Remember those jokes? Oh, good times. Good times. So when you walk two miles to school in so the what's snow. Been, <laughs> so what are you doing, man? You coming up with more, more, more riffs? What do you call? What do you call? Uh, poems. Poems. Look at you. You're so deep. You don't even know the word for poem anymore. Look at you. Riff. I was thinking, I was thinking like something like a, you know, something, some special name for what yeah. you do. It is um, special. It, I mean, it is. It special is. name. Yeah. I, I guess, you know what? That already brings up a great topic in terms of, of words and yeah. how much we don't appreciate them sometimes. A poem is a magnificent creature. Absolutely. And so many people forget how beautiful they are until they hear one again. Yeah. And they're like, wow, I forgot how much I love that. And I was talking with Dina earlier. She used to write poems. Oh, and right. so this ice will be interesting. Poems? Ice cream poems. <laughs> well, her, her ice cream recipes have a lot of whimsy to them. They'd be fun to create a poem. They'd be too. so cute. Oh I like to gosh. do that, like make little haikus with like about food or just even one element of food. I like that. Um, food haikus. Food haikus. Food haikus. But you know, it's interesting. Is yeah. the other day that um, uh, Thomas and I were talking. He was like, "Do you?" Because I write poetry, but he's like, "Do you ever recite them?" I, I said, "I never recite my own poems." <laughs> I've I'm had to memorize others, but then I was like. I don't know why. Those, and I thought maybe right you could shed some light ones? on us, yeah. the, the value of reciting yeah, You don't need to put them on poetry. if you don't want to. I mean, yeah, we're good. Yeah? Thank you, you, Ron. You can if you want. No, I'm yeah. good. Yeah. yeah. I already have my own headset right here. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> well, well, listen. You're get, you're getting, it looks better. Your hair looks better. we got to have the full experience. To, to, be, to be more specific with yes. a word, what is a word? How do you, can you, have you thought, what put enough thought? What is a word? Gosh, that's beautiful. In terms of an arbitrary symbol. Nice. That's the most, that's probably the best thing I could call it. It's an arbitrary symbol for whatever we want to define it. I mean, words are basically anything that's, that can be loaded with an emotion, with a thought, with an idea. And we, 
you know, we spout them out at people, we share them with people, assuming that the word means the same thing to us that it means to them, right? Con- context, yeah. right? And that's where context, connotation, denotation all come into place, right? Yeah. Which could create mishaps could. left and right. <laughs> right? Could? <laughs> could. Let well, me tell well, you. Basically, so, so, well, because of word. It definitely has. Well, because I like of, the way you were like, it maybe could. It possibly does. <laughs> maybe. Yeah, go ahead. Well, no, no, no. It doesn't, it doesn't really matter. You guys, you guys are having too much fun. <laughs> The point is, you haven't really said much, but yeah. what you did say up through the few words that you used meant something. Yeah. And that's what I'm trying to say. You can, you can make a word, you can support it with whatever it is that you want. Yeah. Because yeah. it is just a symbol. It's static until you give it, until you have some life force moving up through it. Mm. Right? Because the word, yeah. is, word is not the starting point. The word is the ending point. Well, it depends. Word. It depends. Because even the thought, we're thinking in words a lot. What does that mean? Yeah, right? That's a pretty what, 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 deep what? contemplation. I the know. word is not the starting point. It's the ending point. Right? So if we're thinking in words, though, and those thoughts represent these already these symbols that we have of what these words mean and that we were brought up with. Right. Then they already are loaded with so much information that we don't even understand yet fully, subconsciously or consciously, to get to a point where we say that thought now as a word, right? And it's now it's the ending point, kind of, sort of, because then even then we're waiting until someone receives that word. Right. So it's very, it's very like, um, not selfish. It has a negative connotation, but it's very, uh, it's, it's, it's almost like egocentric. Watch the hand in front of your face. Otherwise, we want to see your beautiful face in that camera. Thanks. (laughs) I exfoliate. So the thing is, though, to uh, to get to a place where that and that knee might be upstaging your face too. There you go. Oh no, but I'm so comfortable, y'all. There you go. You're good now. Yeah. Yeah, He wants you you to have a full good photo op. No, you're 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 getting you're getting to something though because Tom is always looking out for me. Yeah. Well, well, before we have words, yeah. Babies, babies communicate. On many, many different, yes. all levels, right? So yes. they don't—they don't have words. How do you explain that? So, whatever yeah. the gaga, <laughs> whatever the gaga goo goo is, sound frequency. It's a—it's it's an yeah. expression of some necessity, right? So right. that so that need or that platform of needing before mm. we can even speak or feel is yeah is relevant very much to what you do. I would imagine. Yeah, symbols. Symbols, right? I'm, I'm gonna give you some snaps for that. Yeah, but but that's not, but that's not the performance aspect of it. You like you can yeah. write a poem and it can just sit there on a page, right? Right. But then you get on stage and you bring that thing to life. So you must be coming onto the stage prepared with a particular way in which you'd like your audience to feel something. You know what? This makes sense. One door closes, another one opens, hoping that quote makes you happy, but it won't unless you have the key, 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 gotta see every door to even explore your options. No need to wait to adopt a new philosophy. I know there's this part of you that wants to let go immediately of what you normally do, of what you normally allow yourself to be, be, be. It starts now with this breath, this very breath right now. No need for another door, yours works just fine. So silly how we forget our own determined beauty. Mm. Happiness is a choice, like grabbing the door, Grab a new thought, embrace your energy, turn the key, breathe, 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 turn that key, please, breathe, 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 hmm. breathe, breathe. Dude, I got, I got goose pebbles. Right? So I, I figure I figure I'll give you an example of what we're talking about. You know what I mean? And that was a sample from a song I did way back called Breathe. And how beautiful it is to be reminded of that in this conversation right see, now. See, you're just, you're just, but you just verified that yeah. something has to precede your work. 
right. something precedes the words that we speak to each other. There's always there's always some sense of what we need for ourselves that allows us to need the words, yeah? Yeah, but I still, you know what, I guess I'm getting confused when you when you put that need before the words. Uh, you know, it feels like you're saying that's more important. Is that, am I assuming incorrectly? Well, I would say, I would say, what would your words be without that? Well, that's the beauty. We don't have to wonder that. We have them working <laughs> uh, in tandem. They're, they're best friends, thoughts and words. Nice. They're it's dancing. Always, it's always, oh, I love when you talk poetic. <laughs> oh, they are dancing. It's a never-ending, beautiful, metaphoric dance, right? This this dance of simile and, and predicate and, and verbs and adjectives and all these things that, that line up so we can actually say something precisely how we're feeling or thinking, right? But the, we always get frustrated when we're like, Oh, wait, do you understand what I mean? I don't know if I said that right. <laughs> yeah, but right? but, here, but here's, here's yeah. something else for you to chew on. Why Why is that important? Oh what, what is gosh, all the speaking? Yeah. Good question. What is well, all the, the disconnect. What, is yeah. all the, what, what do you is, mean, why is this all important? No, right? I'm just saying. No, no, why, no I know why, what he's doing. Why he's are doing we, the angel advocate thing. Yeah, I'm but not why, calling it devil advocate. It's angel yeah, advocate. But no, 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 I'm not devil in it. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just saying, why Why any words whatsoever? What is our need? What was our need to? What do you think our original need is to even come up with language? Mm. So many different languages. You are listening to the indie creators in the joy zone on KLBP Long Beach Public Radio on 99.1 FM and online at klbp.org. This is your hosts, Suzanne Toro and Thomas Artivani. What, what was that? What is that impetus? The universe is just light and sound. So, not just. I, I don't really like the word just because it minimizes things. But mm. we're light and sound. So we have a need to vibrate. We And all of a sudden it's like, imagine you're just a subatomic particle. And then all of a sudden you've taken form in a human body and you can orate. That's kind of exciting versus just oscillating and magnetizing to a... Is it a neutron? But there must I have been somebody. A proton? That, yeah. Like, who was the per- first person to put together a sentence? Hmm. And what was the impetus or the need to even do that in the first place? You know, what, what, what's been our struggle to even get to the origin of your mastery? I'll tell you right now. Curiosity. Does that not make sense? What'd you say? What'd you say? Exactly. Curiosity. Everything I just said to you just now, visually and mentally, you could understand to some point, right? But I think for words, I think we kept trying to struggle with as many languages as we can, as many places and geographies as we've grown up in being as full human beings, to find any form of communication where we can keep expressing and keep finding ways to fine-tune that. Whether it's music, art, whatever it is, people can, can craft something out of wood and they feel full in that. They feel complete in doing that. Right. So it's any and all forms of communication. I don't even think languages, it's, it's like almost insulting to language to say we needed to come up with language to express ourselves. We came up with everything to express ourselves. And what do you think that, what do you think that basis f- was for? Uh, I don't know. Unity, <laughs> love, ah, connection. Thank um, you. Understanding. <laughs> thank you. Empathy, compassion. Thank you. <sighs> So many great well, ones. also as, you, as you. you're sharing, it's a way to share mm. an aspect of yourself. But especially like yeah. spoken word and poetry, you're actually sharing something deep from in your soul to someone else or out to all. And that expression is pretty a way to expose the intimacy from within to yeah. the out. Young, young man, well you're you're a special man. 
Oh, I mean, you're a special guy because you 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 just mm. glossed over <laughs> the reason why we even talk. Yeah. And and you said something. You said unity, and then you said love. Mm. And what are those two things doing simultaneously? Unity and love. Mm. What is that? I think they're always in a state of this uh, this uniquely beautiful entropy, right? And they're kind of finding their balance within each other all the time. And I think... For the purpose of? Of just existing. Coexisting. Sometimes I think that's, that's hard enough. Coexisting. So you just said another word. <sighs> yeah. You just said another word. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're here, here for. Thomas love. Here for. Coexistence. Right. Now even... even now we're, we're, we're not like... We're not even not including hate speech. Yeah. Yeah. We're not, I'm, not, I'm not delegating like, oh, only nice talk. Right. But even, even in an angry fit... <sighs> There's something within us that wants to free us from where we are to get somewhere else. Mm. And, and ideally and optimally, that's back to this place of love, unity, and our, our ability to coexist and to thrive and to expand and to create. But mm. that creative thing is not, it's not like a given. The creative thing requires a particular type of perspective in order to keep it vibrant and expanding. So we're all like mm-hmm. working towards this creative thing, but the base of it, hey, if we want to all be together, we want to all want to coexist, how, the, how are we going to do it? And we go to our words. Yeah. We go to, we go to the, our deep need to try to find balance with each other. And it's in finding balance that love, love actually happens. It's the balance of it. When we achieve mm-hmm. the balance of it, yeah. through conversation, through good debate, now we have a purpose to speak. Now these words take on a significance of uh, a grand significance. And you can tell throughout literature, you're probably, probably a very well-read young man. <laughs> but not all, not all literature survives. Yeah. Not everything we write no. lasts. There's a lot of books that were burned in our history that we'll never have the joy of discovering, you know? Yeah. Uh, or not having the joy of, or, or just didn't make it. Just didn't make it, right. Because there right. was an element in it that was missing. Yeah. Because maybe the writer was working for a result as opposed to realizing that, hey, this piece is actually bringing the reader into balance with something else, some, maybe some other aspect of themselves. Because like every writer, oh, oh, okay, an intentional writer will go yeah. to work. Like, I don't know if you're... I thought you were going to say about the writers that never made it, that never even wanted to put their ideas down because they didn't find the worth in them, you know? Oh, that well, was kinda, I thought you were going to go there with that. But yeah, I know what you mean. So it's 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 kind of like so so like like if you go out onto the stage like I'm you're a performing artist you're an actor you're uh, host a man that a man that the world a man that the world needs to hear you're a young man that the world needs to hear and it's kind of like if you understand that purpose like I'm going out there not for myself but I'm going out there to unify an audience in my vision. Right, right. There's a way in which you have to perceive that in order to make those words effective. Perceive yeah. that relationship with that audience. That relationship with that audience has to come first for your best stuff, right? Well, you know what? Now you're glossing over a lot of things that are heavy. Bring me back. Um, <laughs> so much lip gloss right now. So much gloss. Uh, it's, it's, you know what? And my, even my demeanor right now, I recognize that it can also be taken as full of ego and things like that. But I know there's a comfort in knowing and being at peace with what we know and understand already and then that joy in experiencing it right so i don't i almost want to say that in terms of these words and these ideas that we talk about and and whenever someone says to me something like that where 
um, I'm special or I have these ideas that need to get shared, I remind myself that I'm not the only one, oh. that there's so many ideas that are already out there. I wish I didn't have to do what I did. That's the, that's the sad, beautiful part, right? Mm. Where I wish I didn't have to do this work of unifying and reminding us that we're already connected. I wish I didn't have to dive into this work as much as I need to right now. Then what's the need for speech then? Then you don't need the but speech. No, but that's the thing, is that we're, we've forgotten so much of that, or we're being misinformed by people, yeah. or we were brought up in a way that just hurt us, and we had to unlearn so many things that were so painful to take in. And we're at this place now where as much as words matter, I think <laughs> critical thinking and understanding are almost trumping that. They're almost making that more important to actually care about more about each other right here than if I'm right or wrong about an idea or if you're right or wrong about something. Hence, we care more about each other hence keeping than us, right or wrong. keeping us what? Balanced. Together. Yeah, yeah. A clan. A clan of so, a, a, a clan of several billion, ideally. Absolutely. And so we theoretically we're a clan of several billion. Yeah. We may we may go certain cultures may value certain things more than others, but that's because that's what allows them to stay together. Yeah, yeah. Like within whatever their circumstances might be, their speech and their actions reflect what their necessities are, and and the, and the, the true best what they've learned to be necessities, right? In order to keep them yeah. together, yeah, right. Well, so, I would say the value, you know, as you, you're, um, like access because I love words, like, mm. I, you know, I like listening to scientific terminology. <laughs> it actually excites me yeah. uh, to even just be able to, as a linguist, be able to speak them. But right now, we're like kind of in a, a place where you know people speak in acronyms that you could not understand um and, and we aren't willing to speak to one another hmm. you know what i mean in what way I, no we're well, speaking to each other all the time well i <laughs> oh, so what do you mean i'm so curious i mean a lot of people if you don't agree with me yeah. not you but the collective you right you may not want to talk to me Ah, right, right, right. You know, so, uh, you know, a lot of our society is closed off because mm -hmm. they're like, oh, uh, it used to be you could have debate forum. You could do a spoken word prose and it would cultivate conversation. We could actually d take apart what you just said and say, this is how I interpret it. This is how I interpret it. Probably similar to how you do with your scene studies with, with uh, characters and the, the story is everyone has to give their interpretation. And then how do you actually execute it? Right. You are listening to the Indie Creators in the Joy Zone on KLBP, Long Beach Public Radio, on 99.1 FM and online at klbp.org. This is your hosts, Suzanne Toro and Thomas Artivani. Well, the, the, the ability to execute it makes that a performing artist because they understand with an audience how to execute it. And that's what makes that performing artist unique in society because when all eyes are on that individual they're still able to go to the thing that allows that nuance to be communicated but imagine if every day we were the performing artist and really thought how am i communicating to my audience yeah, yeah and how beautiful. am i going to use my words to actually help them understand what i'm oh. trying to communicate oh <laughs> We have a guest here that's very excited, and he made me ring the bell because yes. I'm over here like, I was like trying to ring that bell for that. They get it, I don't get it. I'm sitting here, what, what, what? What you just said was that's to me that's an inner peace, world peace moment right there. Right. Where if we imagine the full impact our words have on each other, yeah, every single day, how much every single word matters, and how we say it, and what we mean by it. There are not not so many suicides, not so many depressed people, right. not so many isolated people. 
We'd actually want to talk and we know how to listen. We know how to care because we're yeah. practicing how to give that and receive that. You Correct. know, that's huge. You're talking about life-saving philosophies right now. Beautiful. Absolutely. Expand. We should all, expand. Well, we should all so sign up for so acting class because that's, to me, whenever I listen to yeah. Thomas teach or yeah. even when you come on and share your spoken word and engage me into a reality of life that I wish we could all day long, you know, speak from that. But a right, lot of people right. don't have that courage to put themselves out there. Yeah. Uh, but the from a Buddhist perspective or yogic perspective or the Tao or the Zen, you, mm. you understand that there is a cause and effect with our thoughts, with our words and our actions. So it starts here. And then how do we put it out? And a lot of people aren't in harmony with what's in their head and what comes out of their mouth. Uh, but if we can bring that into harmony and really think, oh, I want you to understand and hear this, but where are you listening from? Where are you coming from? And how do I adjust my words so you can hear me? Yeah, yeah. Well, well that's, that's interesting. But here, here's, a, here's, a little, here's a little artistic reality in terms of that. What you like and what you don't like, or if a person is not liking something or they are liking something, that's more indicative of where they're at. They're right. in re- relative mind. They're in dualistic perspective. They're in an associative mind or formatory apparatus. So you can already assess their state of mind based on how they're trying to make it a right or a left thing. What's so I'm going to Google a few of those words just like you know. <laughs> just, yeah, you lost An associative. Formatory, <laughs> I was like, I've got to Google that. Re- relative, re- relative mind is what the, what, what the Chinese and the Zen people call dualistic mind. That, that's it. all that okay, is. Formatory that. apparatus is something that uh, 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 a, a, a metaphysician by the name of Gurdjieff would, would label the dualistic mind, the Got formatory it. apparatus, the part that goes right, left, right, left. Yeah, yeah. The, the cool thing about the artist or a poet like you mm-hmm. and you is that these words, how they're assembled and you not being in that dualistic mind has the possibility of taking your audience out of their dualistic mind. Correct. Which takes them out of their file cabinet of a mind. And then we have it, now we have an audience elevated, all tapping into that universal thread that ties us all together. Right. And ready and, to experience and, and, something and then, different. Well, well, yeah, it, yeah. they're not going to experience something different. They're going to experience what we're all experiencing because once that universal core gets struck, we are sensing and feeling simultaneously. Well, I meant out mm. of duality. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's the. He's like, well, I meant out of duality. Yeah, you don't. But you don't. You don't. You don't get to. You, have, you don't get to yeah. be conscious of your the universal connection in duality. So yeah. it's, sort of, it's sort of a moot point. I'm just putting right, it right. like letting people know we were talking about being in a non-dualistic Being space. aware of your awareness, kind of deal. Yeah, we're getting we're getting. Well, well that's what. Now. One, yeah. Well, that's that's what that's what, that's why you're here. That's why Absolutely. we're here. We can have this conversation. Otherwise, we can't we can't even get close to it because mm-hmm. there's the, because of what you do and the and the magic that you work with your symbols up through your sensibility and how you want to impact me or her or a thousand or ten thousand or a bazillion people based on what medium you you're going to wind up in whether you're a politician talking to the people from the heart yeah from yeah. the heart and unifying unifying your people and then hopefully unifying everybody and hopefully using that in a way that uh helps us stay together and be better but as an artist or as a poet you guys are like you know what's so cool about poetry is that the juxtaposition of those words yeah simply uttered can help us wake up like and we don't even know how the hell you just did that 
Because when you take us on those symbolic journeys, you're using the symbols of the words to create a greater understanding, and then you're taking those greater understandings and putting them and piecing them together, and they all add up to something else. Like the Da De Ching. Yeah, yeah. How that's written, and the uh, get a good interpretation of the Da De Ching, and oh my God. Like you have these, you have the one phrase, right? And it seems to be completely disconnected from the next, next phrase. Right. And then you, you sit there and you study the next phrase and all of a sudden you got the third phrase, which is the result of the rhythm of this particular, whatever, whatever structure that they're using. Concept. It all adds up to this huge universal concept. Yes. That you can, you can't even put into words. That's it had to be, it had to yeah, be put into it. an abstract of you know, symbols like colors like a red okay that's a red and then <laughs> this next pentameter or whatever you would call it is a blue right and then the those things mixed together in the mind and the concepts and all of a sudden it's like oh shit oh shit right yeah and then it becomes and you and the poetry becomes like this wonderful representation of a, of, a, of a paradox <laughs> it becomes purple what did you say the red, like and the red blue. blue oh i get it yeah I but how it. difficult is it I to really it. explain the yeah. human condition no it's really only simple. through this paradox yeah. and this this uh this hypocrisy of being a human because there's so many <laughs> elements that are going into allowing wow allowing us just to get along together you, you know? know what i'm gonna have to come up here and interview you one day like, that's what i'm <laughs> You are listening to the Indie Creators in the Joy Zone on KLBP, Long Beach Public Radio, on 99.1 FM and online at klbp.org. This is your hosts, Suzanne Toro and Thomas Artivani. I think, actually, yeah. if you could pull out another uh, riff, as Thomas called it, is that what you called it yeah, earlier? Yeah, like the riffs. Be- because, like I guitar. think, because as we're seeing, talking about this, guitar. it's kind of like... You know, a bunch of people sitting around drinking yeah, tea and we're yeah. philosophically discussing yeah. something. I don't know. That's pretty. That's pretty spot on. Because right. we went. To, we went to the origin of words, origin of symbols, or the why we speak, the purpose of speaking. You nailed it. Unification, coexistence, keeping us together. Yeah, you I know, nailed it. That, you hammered it. <laughs> and you screwed it. And so it now over let's there. let's play. You yeah, plywooded it. You plywooded it. <laughs> plywooded it. I'm, I'm losing metaphors. There's so many metaphors right now. Do another poem. Yeah. And also, real quick, I want to yeah. jump in on even how you presented how many people um, are willing to put, you know, the, have the courage, you said, about t- using these words properly or, or as best they can, right? And I always notice how we can focus on something that is lacking and feel like there's so many people not doing that. But as soon as you find out about things like nonviolent communication, right, and those kind of groups that are happening all the time. We friend, had, we yeah, had some nonviolent. Yeah, 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 we had some. So the thing is, I remind myself there's a lot of people doing that work on the other end too. That's true. And so that if you need motivation, if that helps sometimes for people, yeah. I know that's helped me out. Where if I focus on everything negative happening right. with people that aren't doing things, why would I want to get up and do something? Yeah. You know what I mean? So there's so many people doing more things that Absolutely. we don't even know about. Yeah. And wanted, if you, that's, it, oh, that'd be a great yeah. mo- a moment uh, to point, to, clear out, Abs- to clarify. Clarify, absolutely. And And to s- yeah. speak to the fact that, you know, even in spoken word, there's things like Toastmasters, there's yeah, spoken yeah. word nights that where you could get up on stage and My actually God, right. experiment saying one of your poems or, you know, you those. can have a lot of fun with, with spoken word. Yeah. And there's meetup groups everywhere that has... Everywhere any interest non-violent communication so yeah yeah, thank you for pointing that out welcome the the glass is full right (laughs) more than we even know oh my gosh all right so you want another one huh another riff a riff well that's what i was just gonna say though yeah i mean the 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 (laughs) the power of the poet 
is is just not for the spoken word artist. Power of the poet. You can be a poet doctor, a poet cop, a poet. Mm. You can you can it. The, the poetry mm. comes out of that poet clock cop. Mm. Yeah, just but, got oh, off the clock. That's so eating a donut. Yeah, but that's amazing. Isn't yeah, it, isn't it really that. how you're seeing the world and how you're collecting yeah, those images the, and staying out of the way and letting them kind of build up and all of a sudden out comes something that that lands. And if you, you know, if you're communicating to people, ideally, yeah. you're a freaking poet. Yeah, I mean, it's the artistic mind in general. To be general and simplistic about it, I've talked to friends of mine that are cops that are they're lawyers that have the funniest mindset that can tell you a yeah. story like they make you. Are they're there? You know, they put you in the place there, and it's so amazing to see these storytellers that are just everyday people. So again, yeah. it's like you said, it's it's yeah, it is a mind state. It is a a willingness, also I think, a willingness to explore that too. Um, and I feel like this ties in with that one actually. Um, yeah, y'all ready? Get that ready. camera on him. Get a dual shot of this guy. Multiple cameras. drive by of shooting stars as she walks five blocks in high tops her lips locked and stops by a bus stop the sound of hip-hop from a car and a teen's flip-flops from afar drown out of her mind she finds herself paralyzed a situation she needs to analyze a passerby looks into her eyes and wonders vicariously what her sight is inhaling her head is tilted to the left a bit an awkward pose as many know, but the glow in her eyes puts the average guy in surprise with a curious, lifeless light bulb floating just inches above their hairline. She's not fine, fly, fat, fresh, or even ripe. She stands still now, staring, as if she's seen a dream-filled mountaintop, a single solitary raindrop, or maybe just a person whose personal aura personified the perception of love. And I see her standing there, stuck on the street in memory lane I was about to make a left in my brain but she made me pause like the same button used for play this day something was unique and the words wouldn't come for me to speak and I wanted to yell out to her ask what she saw but I hesitated and debated whether or not my direction she would even direct her attention to but something she made me see in myself was more than enough trouble I'd use glue just to make it fit and so I sit on this curb perturbed by her essence of this truth that she sees and this daze that she's in and I'm swimming in thoughts like arm on breath arm on breath arm on breath arm on breath but 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 arm on breath and just when I think I can catch the side of her pupil the mere force of her presence repels my pressure but at the same time it leaves my effort pleasantly satisfied because you see I tried to reach her I tried to reach this simple obvious woman of a complicated paradise I tried to reach her and so I stand up from this curb and, and dust off the debris of this memory and remind myself that every tomorrow is a new way to find today
Thanks again for listening, y'all. Hmm. <sighs> wow. Now I want to read it. So, of course, <laughs> just to start out our next level of conversation, the name of that one is called In Her Peace. And you say it really fast. What do you get? In Her Peace. In, in Her Peace. In Her Peace. Yep. Wow. Inner peace. Questions, a- comments, considerations, because this kind of piece is something that I do at schools, and I make sure to have dialogue about it. Mm. When you said about scene study, that happens every single day with poetry. Right. We're scene studying poetry all the time. Every open mic is a scene study. Mm. Every event I host is a scene study because we talk about these things afterwards. Right. Well, that's one of the fun things that you can experience in college, like the, yeah. the philosophical discussion. That's what I was talking about. Like you, It's fun to be able to... like. Just examine what is like. I want to read what you just said to me right. because I'm a visual. Like I'm like wow, you know. I, I feel it, and I, I'm stuck at certain spots. You good, know, good. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you're you supposed can, to get stuck at certain spots, yeah. you want to revisit again, <laughs> and that that builds up the desire again to dive more into yourself. Yeah, for whatever that piece did for you. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, I'm glad you said that. Anything else? Uh, well, can you share a little bit with what how the kids respond when you work with at the elementary school? How this awakens them? <laughs> yeah, not even elementary. It's this is elementary. Sometimes elementary, I'm old. Sometimes. He just awoken me. <laughs> Middle school Good is Lord. amazing, he and I'm wearing woke. also as a shout <laughs> out. I gotta wear a shout out to uh, Vanguard. At Joy Scoring, are you a Chippendale dancer or what's score, first of all? Score. That was very gender inequal of you, okay? Just because of that, Suzanne Toro. That's Suzanne Toro official. I'm gonna watch the full production. Well, I didn't call you a right Playboy now. bunny. No, oh my gosh, Suzanne. <laughs> no, but the thing is, uh, Vanguard Prep was one of the schools I visited last. You are gonna that Sorry. was like the next. Well, I'm like, how can I make? I how can I make I it gender y'all. neutral? Yeah. I better include the Playboys with the well Chippendales. Thank you for that. No, that means a lot. That means, okay, okay. I hope they're not watching this now, because now it feels weird. No, no. Forget those characters. Let's go back to the elementary school and what happens. You're clearly clearly doing something for her over there. Apparently. Um, Your your charisma. (laughs) No, but the thing is, this is the beautiful part, is that middle school is, is, it's amazing hit and miss, because a lot of kids will get it. A lot of students will understand. I don't even like calling them kids, right? Sometimes they don't like being called kids. So a lot of students, even at at Vanguard Prep in, uh, in Apple Valley, they were so open to it. And they were so quiet and attentive to trying to take in as much as they can because they know something special is happening. They know some kind of story they want to grab is happening, right? Right. Um, one of the first times I shared it was at Oscar De La Hoya Middle School. I'm mean, Oscar De La Hoya High School. And I started teaching there after this, actually. And it was really impactful because I remember one kid right in the front seat. I still remember her face and everything. That when I got to the swimming and thoughts part and it gets really intense there, she would, I still I was tried not to laugh in my mind, okay? Because she was like... And like she was feeling every single second of the story. And that's that makes me feel so fulfilled as an artist when someone's just trying to understand what you're saying. And they're trying to at least take in what you're I saying. I think you went past trying. I think she got it. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. You never know. You never know. A lot of people will feel intense emotions and be like, what did that poem mean? <laughs> I just felt a lot, but I don't know what just happened. Well, they yeah. weren't feeling the poem at all. They were feeling you. Right. Through we're the feeling, poem, through the words. Our mutual collective consciousness. That's right, baby. Uh, that, 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 that lets you know you're uh, in the right place. Yes, yeah, absolutely. When you're doing your work. And I think in colleges, uh, I just hosted CSUN's Expressions recently. And in that college, it's, it's a moment where I think, I think there's just absolute stillness. I think there's a lot of, a lot of students there 
they they know they came there for a reason. They know they were feeling whatever kind of drag in life or whatever kind of things they were missing or you right. know, they wanted some fun for sure after like a twelve hour day of classes and and they they just wanna soak it in and feel good and feel connected again to themselves, to others. Um, it was it was such a great turnout last time where people shared everything from music to comedy. Uh, sometimes we'll have modern dancers to share something. Mm. It literally is an open mic. And um, and so, yeah, so to answer that question, yeah, of all walks of life, all ages, it doesn't get old to me to see people be vulnerable, share something, mm. and then connect with everyone else in that room. Because you know, you know, the more you share with someone, the more you share in general with more people in general, right. you're bound to find someone that connects with you. Absolutely. You're bound to not feel empty anymore. Hey, you can take the accident out of there. You seemingly are. You know you can guarantee a, a universal connection if you are in that space that unifies us. Yeah. And that's the, that's the magic of a great singer, whatever mm. platform. That's the magic of a great actor. That's a great magic, magic of a great dancer. Yeah. Is yeah. that somehow we're defining, or great athlete. Those guys show up mm. wherever they happen to show up, and all of a sudden we're riveted. Right. We're riveted. We're like, wow, wow, this is entertainment. This is something. This is KLBPLP Long Beach 99.1 FM broadcasting from Shannon's on Pine and online at klbp.org. Hey, hey, let's enter into the joy zone with these indie creators. That's going to remove entertainment. It's going to remove. Well, it stays with you. It's, it, it's going to remove oh that relative mind or that formatory apparatus or that dualistic, right. that dualistic feature. And we go, wow, well, I'm going to pay for that. Yeah. I'm going to pay yeah. to be transported into this wonderful little moment with a bunch of people. Right. Mm. Through you, through your leadership. Yeah. And that's what you are when you're up on a stage. You're leading us all into whatever mantra you've decided to take us through. Right, right. Whether it's through movement or through voice or using the ancients look at poetry as making pastime present. Ooh. Mm. That's a that's a that's a that's a quote from somebody extraordinary. That's an that's an ancient, that's a Zen. Yeah. That might be Lao Tzu. Well, it's a lot better than I remember some ancient but, but, Greeks that said uh, poetry is uh, the signs of like a madman in, invigorating us with such life and, and imaginative stories that we become delusional. What there to, was like some ideas like that. <laughs> hey, hey, that was crazy. Hey, but, hey. To, but, but to an academic <laughs> stuck in his head. Right. In order for him to contemplate that level of freedom, that yeah. level of fearlessness, you would have to be crazy from his perspective. Right, right. But from well, the artist's perspective... Yeah, we have to enter into that space. We have to leap. We have to jump in. We have to dare that we don't know what we know, mm. and see what happens. And invite everyone else in to an academic. The, the water is not to that somebody cold, stuck y'all. in their head. Yeah. They may not even be able to get <sighs> out of their analysis of what you just said or what you just did, mm-hmm. or, or be more concerned whether it's a perfect iambic pentameter right, right. or whether it's fitting into a, somebody else's form. Yeah. Whereas yeah. you just def- redefine form based on the quality of the experience you just created. Right. And that's culture being born out of you in that moment. Col- okay. A lot of people look yeah. at culture yeah. as something in the past. No, something culture is being redefined moment Ooh. to moment by anybody ballsy enough, fearless enough to step into the moment yeah, and, and see it with a fresh moment. pair of eyes and redefine the rules based on what's needed, not what has gone past. Right. The culture, to me, is really, mis- it's a miss, it's a miss, because it's usually referenced 
historical reference. Well, yeah, culture yeah. is what a community exhibits in creation, creative process. Like you go to like Guatemala to see the textiles and how they weave them and the technique and the creation energy with it. Or you might go to uh, Greece and see the food that they make. Mm, you know, right. the, that's the culture. Right. So it should be a redefined in every single moment you know yeah. right now what we have is a lot of pop culture you know? and constantly in flux right and, and even the pop culture will find its way into a unique expression through whatever that in- individual has experienced yeah and however it's expressed but the common denominator is does that person take us all on that journey mm-hmm. with them mm-hmm. and and the, and the big mystery is is how are they doing that and that's what says that person's talented. That person. And talent, for me, at this point, is defined by somebody's fearlessness and their ability so to... So where's the, the... To be free. See how to word this. Uh, for, uh, this is a question to both of you. Where is the most courageous place that you stepped into, meaning that required you to really shed any type of fear and become fearless within your craft? You know, it's it's moment to moment because I can think. Mm. I can well, think, just an example of one, so you can share it with. I got the, a, yeah, I got a few already. Yeah, the listener. Um, and you know what? I'll even tie in uh, two previous thoughts real quick. I was having as again, we're just talking again. There's so many layers that we're talking about. Um, culture. You've inspired me to want to write a poem now about reshaping and redefining culture and what that means to us, right? Second of all, leadership. When you say that, like, I used to be afraid of that word. And I know a lot of people listening and watching can, can relate to that, where I grew up uh, just not the most bold person. I wasn't the most courageous or fearless person, at least in my eyes, right? Your brother was. My brother was for sure, but at the same time, from maybe sometimes a misguided place, right? From an arrogance or like thinking like I, I, I need to do something to prove myself sometimes, right? But at the same time, um, there's, a, there's a moment where I realize I'm just guiding, you know? Guiding is a form of leadership that I think mm-hmm. is underrated, understated. And we all guide each other every day. We all share an idea or share a YouTube thing or something, and we're all trying to guide each other to a better place. And so it, it took off a lot of the that expectation weight for me. You know what I mean? So I wanted to add that into this current mm. question now about fearlessness or, or, no, how did you say it? Courage? What were you saying? Well, where you Kinda stepped like into fearlessness, but into what it. took the most courage, yeah. you know, what, like you were describing it as that young, where, you know, where you're like, ooh. <laughs> so the first time was at CSUN. Again, in my college experience, we had a big circle of chairs. We'd share each other's poems, had it all typed out, and we'd tear them apart. Mm. And we'd say, what does this really mean? Why did you use that word? That word doesn't impact me that much. Um, and we'd say it with respect, with love for the craft, love for each other. Absolutely. We learned that as we were doing it. Right. Right. And, um, and a shout out to my, to my academics, actually, because there are so many academics that do respect this form of art and this culture right now, right? Right. Uh, Barisi, uh, Dr. Barisi and Leilani Hall were two of my favorite poetry teachers. Lovely. And, and Dawahari taught um, critical reasoning within poetry, which was phenomenal. And, and so to dive into these, these places where I, know, I knew no one, and then by the end of this semester, we all have either cried at some poem that each other has written, we all really thanked each other for the impact that their, their feedback gave us. Uh, some of us were already starting to write books already at that age. And we wrote our first chat books, which were these small, like, mm. you know, like less than 20 pages kind of books for a lot of people that don't know what chat books are. It's a great way to start out in case you feel like, oh, I have to write a 200 page novel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? um, it really does help to start off small, you know. 
And um, and I think the another time where I remember that feeling where I wrote a poem that was not very popular in the mainstream, where I wanted to give the kind of perspective um, to understand the kind of other side of things with police brutality and especially uh, in protests and marches and things like that of that nature mm. where I was so worried about how this piece was going to be received mm. and the kind of blowback I would get that I was I was stuttering more than usual I had right. the dry th throat thing all of that was happening and I'd already done it maybe for about five years at this point right wow and I think Every time I get that kind of nervousness, you know, it's good. I know not that it's just good, right? Good is yeah. such one of those like actor words where like, oh, yeah, that scene was good. Like, yeah. what, is, what does that mean? Yeah, what is, what's, I what guess it's like, okay, or good. Some, what's right? beyond okay right? or good? In terms of good, we, we know it was it was something that needed to be discussed, that we're so focused on one side of issues that we're not really listening to every side of something. Right. And at the same time, that doesn't mean I disagree with the overall right or wrong message we're going with. It means I think we should take some more time to, to listen to this empathetic approach. Yeah. Or maybe, you know, insulting someone with a name is not actually helping things. You know? And I was so afraid to share those kind of thoughts until more people said, hey, you know what? I, I've kind of been thinking that way, too. I just, I, didn't, I wasn't sure if, like, I could say that, you know? Yeah. And every time I hear that, it becomes almost like a silent epidemic. Hmm. where so many people don't share these other thoughts that they have the courage that yeah. they, they could build up until they hear someone say it and yeah. now, oh, now it's stronger. Yeah, uh -oh. Now we're going to fan that more. And it's beautiful every single time, y'all. This is KLBPLP, Long Beach, 99.1 FM, broadcasting from Shannon's on Pine and online at klbp.org. Yeah. You just define leadership right there. And even mm -hmm. even even in the academics that you that you were defending, uh, I was using it derogatorily I in terms of somebody were. stuck in their head. <laughs> yeah, I know, stuck I in an ideology. Academics. Nothing more dangerous than a, than a PhD stuck oh, in his, in right. his ideology, mean, not being able mean. to connect with the actual physiology of the person that he's working with. What's that? There's nothing. There's nothing more dangerous than an academic that's stuck in his ide ideology. They can't see outside of his own box that he's only verified through other people's ideas and hasn't had one fresh thought of his of his own mm. because he can't really sense what's going on but these academics that educated you were able to take a book move it through them and inspire you that's that's a teacher that's that's not an academic stuck in his head that's somebody who's fully aware right. of the impact that he's having on right. his on his on his audience Got not it. unlike a performer because a great teacher is an entertainer I had somebody tell me that ed education doesn't have to be entertaining. Somebody said, I actually heard some, I actually heard a professor say that. And I was like, oh my God, you just totally missed the whole boat, buddy. But yeah, the, what the yeah, point is, is that, gosh, wow. you know, there are those that, and, and you know, look at PhDs can be dangerous. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely are. And, and, but, yeah. but, but beyond that, if they have that, a then they can be empathy. then they can be creative. <laughs> we can be more specific, right? Yeah, yeah but they can be creative. But they can be creative and then discover and actually apply right. and bring the things together that actually have to happen, as opposed to something somebody else prescribed, something somebody else did that doesn't yeah. quite fit what that individual needs. And that's what you're doing as a poet for an audience too. Yeah, and I do make sure like a lot of my poems are either universally received in that way where I put the academic work into it I put the poetic devices into it I put some kind of um, I, I do try to break cliches that was one of the first 
like pieces of knowledge I ever remember getting from my poetry classes at CSUN was you never want to say a cliche. Mm. Every time you hear something that sounds like, oh yeah, mm-hmm. I've heard that, <laughs> don't want to do that. Yeah. Well, well, brilliant well cli- the cliche is, if I'm not mistaken, is more a basis, a, fa- a statement of truth. Stereotypical truth, yes. As opposed to convention. Yes. I think you're thinking more breaking convention as opposed to... Yes and no, because in terms of cliches and how we hear them, um, you know, the sky is so radiant, you know, the sun is so oh, bright, I see what full you of mean. life. Right? Rel- Those relative kind of cliches, to- unless you reinvent them. That's the only time they said you could use a cliche. And again, these are all things I offer. What did we say, though, at the beginning, though? Those are just <laughs> words and symbols. Just words and symbols, young yeah, man. But what would you bring up through those yeah. through those words what make them make them do. no longer right. a cliche? Right. Because now it's how you're expressing it. So I feel like you're on a mission to make me feel really special. Dude, <laughs> you don't have to do that. You already are, dude. What do you mean? We're, we're lucky to have you in here. Ah. The, the joy scores, mm-hmm. in terms of how we perceive the world, that's, right. that's what this room is about. Joy score is about a lo- reteaching us how to see the world that we live in with fresh pairs of eyes so that we can maintain our levels of being and, and be of service and see what needs to be done and take effective action. Yeah, yeah. And that's raising your joy score well, because so, it allows yeah. you to... So you, you and your vocation... You and your passion is, by definition, the antithesis of what it is that we're seeking in our lives in a moment-to-moment basis. Mm. You know, as a poet expresses himself, he has like that freedom, at least in those moments that he's doing his work. And as all artists are most free when they are doing their work, Mm. and nor could they even contemplate being without that. And that's what's so beautiful. That's why I love you guys. (laughs) You're you're poets. You're poets, you know? And it's like... Like you said, I, I want to see that on the page. Yeah. Because I might look at that poem for a month and scratch my head like I do with the Dade Ching and just scratch my head and I don't get it. I don't get it. But then it's not me getting it. It's me getting to another place within myself in order to see what the artist intended. Mm, yeah. Right? Yeah. right? All of a sudden there's like, oh, my God. That's what it that's what it. That's what yeah, it was. well, in, or I maybe mean, that's what it could have been, or that's what it is I think for it's me more, now. I think it's more that because I, I don't know. Within my writing of poetry, I mean, it's an expression. It depends. It's not, you know. Sometimes it's like for a group or it's personal, but it, I always want there to be uh, tr- interpretation. I don't oh, want yeah. it. I don't yeah. want someone to completely understand. Like I'm not even writing it from one lens usually, unless it's very personal. Like it's, you know, an ode of love. You know. But I, I want, and even then, everyone's going to have their own interpretation Always. of it, right? But I, I really actually write from that lens. Like, I just want everyone to have this, like, interaction with it. That's, that's the beauty of words. And that's, oh. that's the symbols on the page without you supporting it. But that poem somehow captures mm-hmm. the essence of the poet. Oh, absolutely. And without them being alive, without them being within the vicinity, but somehow that, that juxtaposition of those symbols in a particular way or particular rhythm sends a message that reflected that individual in that point in time like making past time present once you write it down it's already in the past now it's sitting on in a computer it's sitting somewhere else until what until a poet grabs it and makes it live again Mm. makes it present Mm. through their presence or a performing artist yeah through through they you know they grasp they they grasp (sighs) that past and they bring it back up through them, and boom, it's here again. So, Thomas, yeah. we we know you know some passages. Can you give us a little right now? Mm. I, I don't know. 
See if something comes Put up. Put me on the spot. We'll, well see if it rises already up. That I have like really profound responses to right now already to what you, we're all talking about. Have we all seen A Star Is Born? Yes. Wow, right? That movie personified what it's like to be an artist, especially a musician, yeah. in such a beautiful way, in a real way, that it reminded me of how much we should also practice not letting words affect us. Mm, and absolutely. how much we need to practice knowing ourselves enough to be able to shut certain things out right. that are not feeding us properly. And, and you kind of made me think about that with how much we're open as artists and we're so vulnerable and we, we care so much about these words and, and each other. And at the same time, if someone doesn't know how to do that for us, whether it be relationships or politics or whatever you want to talk about, right. to practice that form of, I'm not going to let that affect me. I'm going to stay focused and present. I'm going to still care about this person, even though what they just said was mind-blowingly, <laughs> infuriatingly, insulting and decimating to my yeah. core. Well, we talked right? about that a little bit but earlier. That, it yeah. matters to Absolutely. the point where we can still continue that dialogue, but take that moment for ourselves. Yeah. There's, there's, and that, that's so vital. Again, we're talking about life or death. A lot of people say words don't matter or words, you know, won't break my bones, but words can do worse than that. We know that now. Yeah. Words can decimate a soul and don't need to break your bones. Yeah. You're right. So that's Absolutely. what I wanted to kind of, you made me think of that immediately. So thank you for sharing. Like, like, the, like there's something like, as you, <sighs> as you ask it, as you ask a performer, like there's, there's a, there's a piece written by an extraordinarily famous car designer. Hmm. Right. And for, for him, this was his poetry. And he based his entire philosophy and motivation towards his audience that would eventually drive his car. And it goes, uh, time cannot be influenced by mankind. It gives each of us a beginning and an end. And this makes us question the significance of what comes in between. But if we can create something truly timeless, something which ignores the eccentricities of a particular time or era, that would be the ultimate victory. I like that. And that's a piece of poetry from an automobile mm. maker by the yeah. name of Ferdinand Porsche. Mm. Or was that a poem from a poet who happens mm. to make automobiles? I think so. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> right? Because my, my world, I see us all as poets, right? And we don't know it yet. Mm. And then we're defining these people as their job or profession, right? I love the way you put that, though. Thank you. Thank you for even having that moment. But even even <sighs> having seen that yeah. one time before, right? And even probably since then, seen it on a commercial. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, they take it and they use it and they <laughs> exploit it. Yes, they do. If I yeah. think about my journey in terms of what it was that I was doing, I could take that and I could say that to myself, and I could. Re recenter myself time mm. cannot be influenced by mankind it gives us a beginning and an end and for me that was mm. a sense of my own mortality you know and i yeah. think i think it's probably that first line that, that hooked me time cannot be influenced by mankind it gives each of us a, each of us a beginning and an end yeah and this makes us question the significance of what comes in between mm. it's mm. like wow man action and cut yeah. it's like life is action and cut <laughs> and, and that's it and that's what we got and we, we can make something of it and put our best foot forward and motivate ourselves to see the world with fresh pair of eyes every day and, that, and that's a simple that's a simple you know he's, he's not the poet of poets and of course you have Shakespeare yeah I mean how how clearly can you state the cliche of Hamlet 
mm. and his own personal struggle to deal with his inner yeah. demons yeah. and his ability to try to figure out to be or not to be. That is the question. Oh my God, you're in my mind. Whether it's That's nobler in the mind to suffer the, the slings and arrows, arrows of outrageous fortune or to take arms against, against the sea of troubles. troubles and by opposing end them. To die, to, to sleep. sleep. To sleep, to sleep pretends to dream. Oh! <laughs> Tingle! Ah. Tingle! There's the rub. Oh. For in that sleep of death, what dreams may come once we are shuffled off this mortal coil. Mm. I think I missed a phrase in there. Yeah, to die, did. to sleep. Yeah. To sleep pretends it's close to dream. It's though. We got, we got it. We got and did we all know yeah, that was. was the influence for the movie, What Dreams May Come? I mean, that's a writer and poet. Yeah. But, you know, a lot of people look at it like he chose to, oh, sure, he chose to be. No, he didn't. <laughs> yeah, he screwed but, up. But he, isn't that the whole, like, that's the whole irony of how much we discuss these things to the point where it's supposed to affect us. We're absolutely. supposed to change our lives, right? Yeah. And I love how you even brought up that example of us debating back and forth about those things. <laughs> and, and it reminds me of that Bruce Lee quote, right? About staring at the moon. And he's like, look. And he's like, ah, don't, don't look at my finger. <laughs> or you will miss all that heavenly glory, right? <laughs> and it was such a beautiful moment to remind mm -hmm. us, stop looking at the thing that's teaching us how to look at the thing. Right. Enjoy the thing. Yes. Enjoy Absolutely. this life. Yes. Figure out this life for you, right? <laughs> yeah. And it's such a frustratingly beautiful thing, you know? Like, it's a happy frustration for me. Absolutely. And, yeah, and, look, and, and, look, and look, look at all the joy that we have reflecting back on, these great, on these great poems. We all have like big smiles on our face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, and that's, and that's the beauty, that, that's the beauty so of it all. So share, um, because he has a couple exciting things. He suddenly is surprised yes. that he's writing a book. I'm on my Patreon page right now yeah. that I have not launched yet because it's a direct tool to actually communicate with people that want to utilize workshops, yep. my albums, anything they want to invest in me as an artist, yep. and I invest back in them as an audience member. It's a, it's almost like a stock kind of thing, but we're human beings. Right. Right? It's, so it's this is the launch. Way. This is the official You're launch. You're doing it right now. Right now. Oh, I'm going to oh, she's it. not. Get ready, y'all. We're going to launch. Wait oh, a second. We got a ring. We got a ring. I knew you'd be the right so we have a, we have a, we have a two, launch going on three. here. Three. I'm clicking it. Are you going? Are you live? I'm clicking it. Zoom in. Is it under your name or Let's Bend Reality? Oh, hold it up a little bit. It should be under Let's Bend Reality. Yes. Patreon.com slash Let's Bend Reality to also announce that I'm writing a second book. Um, and it's going to be all solo poetry this time around. Every workshop I was in this last year with my friend James Kyson and other like people like Jeff Walker, these other friends of mine that are amazing artists as well, um, they would say, hey, that poem was amazing. Like You should, you should put that into your next book. You yeah. should put that into your next book. And once I get that, you know, 20 times in a, in a few months, I'm kind of like, all right. Yeah. All right. The universe you is know? telling you. And so I'm at this point now where I think not just from what people are saying, but I did have a genuine urge to make sure that I left a full, complete library of poetry that I know I could say I gave this to the world. I offered world peace through inner peace. Mm. And I made sure every single tool that's necessary to attain that is within this book. You are listening to the Indie Creators in the Joy Zone on KLBP, Long Beach Public Radio, on 99.1 FM and online at klbp.org. This is your hosts, Suzanne Toro and Thomas Artivani.